Okay, let's uh, let's let's bloody do it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Brackets, the first episode in 2021. We took some time off because, I mean, would you blame us? It's don't blame. I think, ev- I think everyone can probably give everyone else a bit of a free pass on tardiness when it comes to well, just about anything in this. Uh, <laughs> It's it's funny old year. It's funny old year that's eked into another year. But anyway, we're back. It's episode seven. We are taking on Durham's finest, Martha, DIY indie royalty, as I'm just giving them accolades now. I'm putting them on a pedestal. Um, So yeah, thanks for joining us. This is Bracket. My good friend and co-host Oscar is here. It's a pleasure to be back in the saddle, rocking these audio waveforms to talk about music at great length. I've oh, yes, I've almost, emphasis on the almost, missed it. <laughs> Can't stress that enough, but no, it's good. I'm stoked. I'm looking forward to deep diving on some rocking and jiving. Deep diving. So if you're new to the podcast, first of all, thanks very much for being here. Second of all, the format it's very easy to follow. Let me just give you a quick rundown of the rules. So we take a band's discography at a number that suits us. With Martha, we're taking the three albums that they have released, and we will be battling each song against each other, gladiatorial style, to determine arguably, and in our opinion, that's important, arguably and in our opinion, what the best song from their discography is. 32 songs enter, one song leaves. People agree a fraction of the time. People (laughs) disagree the majority of the time, but they're not the two with microphones. So there you have it. There you have it. Oscar, do you want to talk to us about the albums that Martha have got and when you first discovered or heard Martha? Of course. So the albums we're going to be working with today are... 2019's Love Keeps Kicking, 2016's Blisters in the Pit of My Heart, and 2014's Courting Strong. Uh, So I actually discovered Martha through a similarly fantastic podcast, Band on Band, also (laughs) part of the network, because it seems that no matter what, whenever you get a band to talk a BSM band, Martha's name keeps on coming up. And prior to editing that series, I actually hadn't, listen to Martha myself. So through people talking about how great they were, I went, well, there's got to be some reason all these people are talking about this Martha group. And Absolutely. lo and behold, very deserving of all of the praise. Uh, so I've been a very casual fan until, let's see what time is it, three hours ago, at which point I dove deep headfirst into the back catalogue. And let me tell you, I now know a little bit more than I did three hours ago. So I'm very excited to share my <laughs> my newly formed opinions on this great rock and roll quartet, Martha. How about you, Connor? What are you? I'm really hoping you've got a slightly more grounded understanding of them than I do. Um, I feel that I discovered Martha on the internet through Twitter. And I have never looked back since. 
Uh, I think it, was I, it longer than three hours ago? Oh yeah, I, mean, we, I, okay, think I, I think I discovered Marfa around the 2017 mark, um, probably through uh, special subject playlists or special subject talking about them, um, and then was very fortunate to work on Love Keeps Kicking, the album that BSM released. So it's it's gone full circle. Being a fan, emailed them a couple of times. And now we're here talking about them. It's it's the fun that never ends. Chase your dreams. You too right. could reach these dizzying heights of success and satisfaction. You could. You could indeed. So that's enough. That's enough uh, chat. We've got the bracket. No up. more chat. No, people don't want to listen to us. They want to listen to our formed opinions on songs. So as always, or if you're new here, you won't you won't know this by now. But we. Go to our trusty website, www.randomizethosesongs.org slash official. And uh, they have thrown up some wonderful matches. And let's just get into it, shall we? I feel like it's the best way to do it. Let's, let's straight off the starting block. We're going to go with our first two. We've got The Void from the album The Void is from. And 11.45, Legless and Brandon from the album that song is from. We have The Void from Love Keeps Kicking and 11.45 from the second album. <laughs> uh, see, you thought you were going to make me look like a fool and you only half did. But without further ado, let's talk about these two. So for me... Immediate gut reaction. I'd go with the void. Mm. We can talk about that one later, but <laughs> I don't want to just leave it at that. I mean, I really got the impression because this was the first, this was one of the first songs I heard by them. Mm-hmm. And the that kind of end build, repeated vocal, the I saw the devil coming, like that, that whole bit at the end is very cool. I get what this band is about. Mm-hmm. As a first time listener, it's one of those ones, like anything, first listen you have of a band is often the thing you find yourself coming back to. And this one really stuck out, really enjoyed it. It's got the lovely harmonies. It's got a great chorus. It's got a great end hook. Uh, it's the better of the two for me. Do you feel the same? Well, I just want to uh, introduce two concepts quickly to the list. Ooh. And these are my concepts that I've spent many a year honing in and, uh, and and sort of tuning, fine-tuning for this sort of environment. And those are the songs that you write a lot about in, the, in, your, in your research and the songs you write nothing about in your research. Mm. And uh, these two songs, perfect examples of either end of the spectrum. The Void, love it. Great song. Got a lot of things to say about it. Mm. 11.45, not too fast. So for me... Did you, did you write not too fast? I didn't write anything. That's fine. Okay. All <laughs> okay. songs for the, I'm sorry if 11.45 is one of your favourite songs by the rock group, Martha. There are always a couple of songs in the brackets that don't get a lot of attention. 11.45 for me is the one that stays behind on this. The Void is moving through. Lovely stuff. And I think we, we've both agreed on that. We do. We do. What a treat. Always right. a good start. Next up, we have Sleeping Beauty versus Goldman's Detective Agency. Now, I put both of these in a similar kind of space. I think they're similar sounding. But for me, 
Goldman's detective agency has better end harmonies and some very nice, spicy passing chords. Yes. Love a little bit of spice. Love the harmony together. Ooh, delicious. <laughs> I, I've got, um, for Goldman's detective agency, there's almost uh, Boys Are Back In Town-esque harmonies on the guitar parts. And I really enjoyed yes. that. Really enjoyed oh, that. Me too. I don't, Love that. I don't know if that was intentional. Um, but this is this is a, another sort. I mean, we'll be we're hearing this a lot from me. There is a lot of strong choruses and great harmonised vocals throughout my back catalogue. And I think this is this song, um, Goldman's Detective Agency from the second album, Blisters in the Pit of My Heart, is a great example of how Martha do that that really really well. Uh, and I actually really like the final third of this song. Mm. Half time comes in, driving guitars. It's uh, it's. It's beautiful. Chef's kiss. It's easily walking through on this one. Well, lovely stuff. On to the next piece. Now, this one is a sticking point for me. It's ice cream and sunscreen against Lucy shone a light on you. Ice cream and sunscreen has like a million more streams. That's not an exaggeration. That is one million more streams than any of their other songs. I don't uh, it's very rare you see a band that aren't that hasn't had a song go like viral on TikTok or used in an advert or something that have that much of a gap between plays. Yeah. Do you know why that song has so many plays? Because it's great. Well, it's a, this is the thing. It's a good song, but like I don't understand that gap. It's huge. Like, was it used in a film or something? I don't have any insight on that. Um, uh, for me, uh, Lucy Shawn Light is. In the context of um, Love Keeps Kicking, that song, Lucy Shawn Light, has one of the best guitar solos in the record for me. And, and how do you choose? There's so many good ones. There's so many full stop. There's so many. Um, but for me, Ice Cream, is, uh, Ice Cream and Sunscreen is the better song. Um, it's the heavyweight of the album that it's on. It's arguably one of the best Martha songs according to the numbers and you know we all love the numbers um numbers don't lie i actually like that song i think that song is better out of the two of them so for me it's it's easy and uh one 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 key point when it comes to my own metric of success yours being number of words you write about for me i thought that lucy shone a light was going to be a clear walkthrough because it starts with a baby which i love (laughs) yes it's but but it does say the name of the song twice within the first 30 seconds. And for me, that is a, that's an absolute, <laughs> it's an absolute cardinal sin. I hate when songs start with the name of the song, which made reviewing American football very difficult. Yeah. But I gave them a free pass because it's a consistent choice. When you say Lucy's shown a light two times in a row before the 30 second mark, come on, I yeah. gotta say no. Well, I mean, it's good that you're standing to your morals on this one. I got very strong opinions, and I bring them, I bring, I bring them to the party every time. So there we go. Yes, you do. Uh, right. Well, that's that's an easy walkthrough for ice cream and sunscreen. Uh, next up, we have a uh, courting strong first album double header. We have dust, juice, bones, and hair. Awful combination. Really, um, not things. N- none of which you want. Uh, on a plate. No. Uh, And uh, move to Durham and never leave. What you got? 
I said that dust, juice, bones, and hair, unpleasant as the title is, makes me think about 2000 trees, and that's nice. Yes. So therefore, it's the one that I chose of the two. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I kept it simple. I said that with Move to Durham and Never Leave, I said I really like... I really like the more up-tempo, like super quick, pacey kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But this one just didn't grab me in the same way. I didn't mm-hmm. feel the sunshiny rays on my face and a warm can of carling in my hand whilst I'm walking around looking at people bobbing along to stuff on the main stage, uh, 2000 Trees in My Head, or any independent small UK festival of your choice. But, you know, it didn't, it didn't make me feel a thing in the same way. So that's why I said it. Well, there you go. Um, you have more opinions on these two songs than I do. Well then, well then. I I like both of them. I um, could also take or leave both of them. So for me... I, mean, I, I don't think either one of them is going to get through to the end. I'll tell you that much. i say that much. So for me... i say that much for, for nothing. Let's just put dust, juice, bones and hair through because it will be fun to say later on. Yeah, it's been so fun to say so far. I can't wait to carry on doing so. Uh, <laughs> so next up, we've got a rhyming pair of titles. Mm-hmm. We've got Christine and Gin and Listerine. That's Gin, Christine, Gin and Listerine. Yeah. I only realized they just rhymed as I read it out now. What a treat. Both from... No, Gin and Listerine from the first album. And... Uh, Christine from the second album, Vistas in the Pit of My Heart, 2016. Um, I <laughs> I didn't write anything for Christine. Okay. Um, which, to be fair, like I am, I am glad we're getting rid of the ones that I'm indifferent to now, mm. um, because I have got some opinions on some songs. Trust well, me. Good, because that makes one of us. I've got that, I, I've got opinions. Don't get me wrong; they're just very shallow opinions yeah. and i wrote for gin and listerine terrible drink concept but a fun song title so i reckon it should go through yeah i mean for me i said that uh christine was too noisy for a record track like i'd enjoy watching it live mm-hmm. i enjoy seeing it in person but as far as a track goes purely to listen to which is all any of us can do right now yeah. uh it's not one that i would want to put on whereas gin and listerine this track very nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice indeed. It is a good one. So Gin and Listerine, I guess, goes through. Gin and Listerine goes through. Fantastic. Right up. We are flying through this. We're doing, we're doing a lot better than I thought we were going to be doing. So that's good. Oh, uh, you've jinxed it. It's all about to go downhill. I jinxed it. Uh, next up, we have Curly and Raquel from Bliss is in the Pit of My Heart versus one of the best songs Martha ever written, Heart is Healing from Love Keeps Kicking. You've somewhat led the conversation there, and yet, I agree. I've led it in my own narrative. I've said that, you know, Curly and Raquel, man, I love an opening guitar solo, and in that front, Martha deliver consistently. However, it's going against too too heavy a hitter to have a fair chance but this is what happens this sometimes the randomizer puts something that's good against something that's great Mm -hmm. great equals better than good yeah i have to show my working but that's that's what it comes down to i'm happy to show my uh, formulas for this one yeah let me get my abacus of riffs (laughs) 
<laughs> I also nodded to the, and I quote, wicked fucking guitar solo for Curly and Raquel. That was my act. Crazy about the language, but, you know. I, I um, and I thought that by the time I got to, because I, I listened to their back catalogue from uh, from oldest record to newest record, I felt mm-hmm. that by the time I got to Curly and Raquel, it, was, it clearly showed that Martha, by that point of their writing, were getting better and more confident in their sound, which comes through really well in this song. Um, but that being said... And yet... <laughs> and yet they get even better with the opening song of Love Keeps Kicking, the fan favourite, Heart is Healing. I mean, that's just a... First of all, it's a great album opener. And mm. I also noticed that on this, on the last album, the newest album, Love Keeps Kicking, there is much more attention put on a prominent acoustic guitar. I've really noticed that, yeah. Which is, you know, very nice. Um, Hard to do well without it immediately sounding country or Americanery, but God God damn, they they, they thread that needle and it's very nice. Uh, So, I mean, I'm I'm sure that Heart is Healing is going to get some more conversation about it. So let's put it through and deal with it later. Love that. I'm 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 all aboard that. Mm-hmm. So coming up next, we've got Sight for Sore Eyes against Do Nothing. Uh, now we've got Do Nothing, which is Martha's longest song. But is it their best song? No. I've said maybe, but it's it's good though. I like it. I enjoyed it. It's a good song. I enjoyed it. It was um, for for a band that sort of, I think maybe what like ninety seven percent of their songs sit in the three twenty to three forty mark. Um, three forty being one with like a you know fifteen fifteen second intro. A lot of the time. <laughs> I yeah, think it's... I think they do that uh, that three and a half minute song incredibly well. Um, yeah. For me. It's Sight for Sore Eyes. I think it's a better song. There's a really endearing lead guitar in there that I've got a lot of time for. Mm. Um, there's, I mean, it's it's got reserved backing vocals, which you think would be a hindrance, but by the time you get to Love Keeps Kicking, I feel like they've dialed down and dialed and tuned in the backing vocals and the and the harmonies, so they're not... You can, you're not like continuous, and this is this, this is something we don't normally say. You're not nor, you're not consistently being assaulted by vocals that's coming at your in your ears. Whereas this is like more subdued by this mm. point in albums, and I think I think they've tuned them in and done a better job with the backing vocals and harmonies on "Love Keeps Kicking" than anything. Um, so for me, it's sight for sore eyes goes through. See, it's interesting. I think I just neglected to write anything for Sight for Sore Eyes because <laughs> I was such a big fan of a track that was so distinctly different to the rest of the catalogue because it is like twice the length of the average Martha song. I just said that there's so much with Do Nothing that I'm referring to, of course, mm-hmm. that it kind of goes to a lot of different places in terms of the songwriting across it because it's got that extra length. I just I think it stood out to me because it was something different. Now that may well be because I've listened to all of them in one go for the first time for a lot of it. The something that stands out different is good. However, you know the band better. It's just a fact of life. And on this one, 
you seem pretty set. So I'm quite happy to enjoy do nothing. Enjoy it. On my own time. Yeah. I think that's a I think that's a fair compromise. Look, I don't see Site for Sore Eyes winning the whole thing, but I see it beating do nothing. Then then let it be. Let, let it, it happen. Let it be. So site for site for sore eyes moves on through. Uh, we have come to the final first round bracket on this first side, the left-hand side, if you're watching and following along with the bracket in front of you. And that is 1967, I Miss You, I'm Lonely, from the first album, versus Precarious, the supermarket song, from the second album, Bless in the Pit of My Heart. A fun combination. I just want to say Precarious, a song about falling in love with someone at the supermarket. I'm all here for that. That's a, that's that's fun. I enjoy that. Oh. But, yeah, go for it. Well, well, here's the thing. I've never experienced 1967. <laughs> I'm too young. I wasn't around. I wasn't about. I'm sure it was lovely. I'm willing to bet people from Martha didn't first-hand experience 1967. I think so. Uh, that's neither here nor there. What I have experienced is the act of walking through a supermarket. I love to the supermarket, especially in these times. Going to the supermarket is one of the few things that you're allowed to do. Yeah. Great. Sometimes I go out on my lunch break just to soak up the atmosphere. Uh, but uh, I understand, appreciate, and very much enjoy this narrative of using the supermarket as a, as a backdrop for a projected romance. Mm-hmm. That's fun. That's interesting. That's a, that's, a, that's a cool narrative to write around a song. One of the things I've enjoyed about other acts we've talked about, people like Pup, is I enjoy the kind of more tongue-in-cheek nature of some lyrics that are a bit more storytelling-y. Into Over It also do it very well. Ruben do it very well. A lot of bands do it very well, but like this one stood out as kind of quite a fun lyrical uh, route. Mm. From, from an otherwise generally very fun band anyway. But I really liked this one. I thought it was playful. I thought it was cheeky. And I, I, love, a, I love the supermarket. Doesn't matter which. I love it's them all. It's a good place to be. I think uh, Precarious, the supermarket song, um, really sort of lends into their storytelling strengths. I think there are a lot of songs that Martha project a story onto and it's almost like you're like the, the, you're, it's almost like you're reading a book with some of their songs the amount of detail that they give to it and i think a lot of people specifically in the uk can relate to a lot of the stories that they tell within their within their music and within their lyrics now that's not to say that i think it's an easy walk i actually had 1967 winning this roundup um because I, I, look, I like the supermarket song. It's fun. And there's, um, there's some uh-ohs. There's some yano oh, Some of them. Love a good what oh Love a good uh-oh. Love, love a bit of them. Um, but I thought 1967 was the better song. Um, it's another great example of Martha doing vocal harmonies. There's, I think there's more vocal harmonies in 1967 than there is supermarket song. There's a whole call and response bit. There's just backing vocals that they, you know, at this point you know they do really, really well. And, and I think the chorus in 1967 is just a textbook example of how, how to do it, how to do a chorus. There's also a fun guitar solo, a couple of them in the back catalogue. Um, so yeah, for me, 1967 is, is the more Martha song 
Mm. Well, oh, okay. this, this is an interesting point to bring up. Like, it may well be the more Martha song. But the thing that I certainly put down, which I think is important to note, is that the production on 1967 mm. massively lets the track down, I think. Mm-hmm. I think the track is good, but I think the way that this one's been tracked and produced and mixed, there's quite a DIY, like, rough and ready edge to the songs which really suit them. It adds into a lot of character of what's being said and done. It feels very organic and honest and raw, and I like that. But uh, this one particularly stood out. It's all in the drums for me. The drums are a bit kind of sat on and buried in this particular mix. It doesn't have the same push and punch that a lot of the other tracks do. And it's harder for me to get, it was harder at least for me to get behind from that perspective, which mm. I think is the reason that I was so much more immediately drawn to the supermarket song because the production's on the right kind of level. But then you also got this fun kind of like cutesy narrative that's going through it. Mm. Well, look, you know, fuck it. Let's put the supermarket song through. It's a good song. They're both good songs. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to roll the dice. I'm going to roll the dice and see how far the supermarket song rolls. Who can say? Who can say? You know, it's all part of the journey. Uh, it's the destination and the journey. And I'm excited for both. Wonderful. Supermarket song goes through. I think Oscar just, uh, just, just took me there. He took me to the supermarket and he said, hey, check this out. And I... Get your <laughs> eyes on this. <laughs> all right, we're moving swiftly well, over lovely. to the side. So let's do it. Uh, we've yes, we're over to side B of the bracket. Very exciting as always. And here we are with kicking off this round is bubble in my bloodstream and into this. Now, yeah, I'm a big fan of bubble in my bloodstream. I think that is the best song on the first album. I am also a fan of Into This. I think it's it's got a great chorus. It's, it's another example of great storytelling that Martha do very well. Um, but for me, Bubble in the Bloodstream, Bubble in My Bloodstream is one of the best song structures that they've written. It's got a big instrumental build that takes almost like the entire middle section of the song it's got uh, Naomi's voice on it as well, which there's a lot of songs that she takes a prominent lead vocal in. Um, and I think her vocals are great and they really complement the songs. And mm. yeah, for me, it's, it's, it's a dark horse of this whole thing. I think it's a great song. I watched the live version of them that they played in the old Granada TV studios in Manchester. Great. I love it. I think it's wonderful. I think it's a good song. For me, it's going through. So this is interesting. I think that I... I think I may have been a bit too clinical with the way in which I did my listening ahead of this. What I did rather than listening through full albums, which is how I usually listen to artists, is I just listened to songs as they were paired up in this bracket to kind of go immediately, this sounds like this, this sounds like this, what's my gut reaction? Interesting. And I think because at this point I'd already listened to 16 tracks by the time I got to this one, I got to bubble in my bloodstream and I went, it's not grabbing me, to be honest. feels kind of similar. feels kind of similar to other stuff that's gone through. That's not to say it's not a good song, but I think if I'd listened to the first album first, it might have stuck out a bit more. But because we've already had 
some really fun, upbeat moments across the other tracks I'd heard. I heard this one. I thought I've kind of heard it. Now you did. You did it wrong. You did the well, whole. You did the exercise wrong. Well, it's, look, that's that's unhelpful to point out now. I can't. <laughs> I can't go back in time. I can't go back to 1967. But what I can do is explain that when I was listening through all of these and continue to do so. When I listened to Bubble and Blood Bloodstream, I went, eh, doesn't quite grab me if I'm being honest. That's just the way it, it, that's the way those cards fell. When I got to into this, the thing that stood out about this one was the, was the vocal rhythms. The vocal, as we've said, vocal harmonies, guitar solos, structures playing across all of it, very consistent. It's good. There's a real identity to it throughout. What stood out about into this is, the way the vocal rhythm is placed, mm-hmm. it feels really different to everything else, just in the chorus in particular. Like, I'm into this. Like, it's, it's like the gaps and the kind of very stop-starty, running over the bar type rhythm isn't something you hear on a lot of other Martha songs. And I think it's very fun to have something distinctly different but still fit in really well because the musical backdrop underneath it is so it's so accommodating for doing something a bit different when it comes to that. So it was the vocals on this one. I don't know the words. I've only heard the song one time, but the one time I heard it, I was like, the way those vocals come in and out, that's cool. Mm. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Into This is a very good song. It is. Oh, and you know, I think given more listens, given more time, given a, given a probably listening to the album with full context, maybe I would come around to your way of thinking that, Bubble in my bloodstream is the better one. But as it sounds right now, with my gut check of first listen on both of them, into this, I'm into it. You're into it. I'm over it. Wrong <laughs> podcast. We've done the wrong <laughs> podcast. Um, I, I see what you're saying. Uh, I think in context of the album, I think into this is one of, is one of the least strong songs from Love Keeps Kicking. Whereas the opposite can be said about Bubble in My Bloodstream. I think what they do really well, Martha as a band, is they get to that middle eight and they do a lot of repetitive vocals and repetitive lyrics that, you know, some people might say is detrimental, but I think in context of the song, does really well. So in Bubble in My Bloodstream, it's when like, Naomi's coming through and giving that sort of like, it's the bubble in my... It's the bubble in my... I just, I can't get that out of my head. And I think a, a good song mm. does that to you. And it gets something stuck in your head and you keep coming back to it and it gets better and better and you learn to, you know, you, you learn to love it a lot more. For me, Bubble in My Bloodstream does that more than Into This, where I think I've heard Into This a couple of times. And I think I've heard that, that song a couple of times over the discography and I think even in context with Love Keeps Kicking, it's the one that I'm probably going to just move on from uh, because in the context of the album, WrestleMania is next. And that is, in my opinion, a better song. So, sure. It's still bubbling in the bloodstream for me. Still bubbling in the bloodstream. Well, you know what? I'm going to say yes to bubbling in the bloodstream. I'm going to go back and listen to them both a bit more in context of the album. And if I strongly disagree i'll issue an official tweet rescinding my original opinion if i don't then i'll say nothing so or third option i forget and still say nothing yeah who knows who knows what it's going to be but uh i 
am willing to concede because it's just the kind of mood I'm in. So, hell yeah. Probably my bird stream is not good. There will be some sort of edit around this point where... Yeah, I'll, I'll <laughs> pretend to be you. I'll imitate your voice. Hello. And, uh, yeah, you know, you know the way that you sound. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Uh, this is bubble, bubble in the bloodstream. Less, why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Uh, right, cool. Moving on to the next round, we have WrestleMania Eight from Love Keeps Kicking versus the Awkward Ones from Bliss in the Pit of My Heart. For a band that have a fair few songs. More than most, under two minutes. Mm-hmm. This is the best song that Martha have that's under two minutes. Yes, correct. And one of the best songs on the album, I think. Absolutely correct. I, I, we've gone from disagreeing to, com- to strongly agreeing. Completely strongly agree. Yeah, I, I, I really like WrestleMania 8. And I love any reference to WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, I get to the end of WrestleMania and I look down and I'm like, was that really under two minutes? It does a lot of stuff considering the, the time constraints. Absolutely. It itself. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a no-brainer. I think WrestleMania 8, good, clean, fun. Yeah. Uh, the up. ones I didn't write anything for, so I'm sure we'll be talking about WrestleMania again. So yeah. let's just move it on through and move on to the next one. Love it. Uh, next up, we've got 1997, another date uh, passing in the hallway <laughs> uh, up against present tense. Yes, for an, uh, another same album roundup. They're both mm. from 2014's Courting Strong. Um, for me, it's 1997. I think it's one of my favorite songs from the record. It's again sang by Naomi, who I think has a wonderful voice in context to the music. Um, there's again, I mean, you get you get everything that you like with Martha in the song. You get great harmonies, you get great backing vocals, you get some lovely, lovely guitar lines, and this is all wrapped up in a song that anyone from the UK can relate to. From what I guess, it's about being in year eleven and have anxiety about your GCSEs, along with other things. So it's I feel funny because it does make me think of the in betweeners immediately as soon as it comes on. Like <laughs> I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. It is. Wait, the music in that show. Is is all it, it all kind of sounds like that, that like quote unquote like mid 2000s indie sound, but yeah. I really like it, I really enjoy it, and it makes me feel nostalgic for that in a way which is very positive. I just just from the way that the instrumental kind of sounds, um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. It, it's a it's a clear victor for me as well. Uh, 1997 is the clear victor. Yeah, I mean, what is interesting is that, so the as I mentioned earlier, most of my previous listening to Martha has been through the Band on Band podcast when people have mentioned it. And I feel like Present Tense is a track that has come up as other musicians' favorites a lot mm-hmm. of the time. Yeah, They've mentioned that they really like that song and the album it's from, and I understand why. But when I listened to it, it didn't grab me in the same way. So... Goes to show, what do your favourite bands know? Not as much as your favourite podcast hosts. Well, I think uh, Present Tense is is a great song. And I think, honestly, I don't know why that song wasn't on like every indie radio show from 2014 to yeah. 2016. Um, it's, it, it's a good song. Like, I love the line, you're either living six months into the future or looking 10 years into the past. 
it's again, it's a great example of what Martha do exceptionally well, which is tell really recognizable and relatable stories. But saying that, I do agree with you. I think 99.7 is the best song. Well, there we go then. There we go. I mean, I'm not in, I'm not in the band, so it doesn't matter what I think. Yeah, again, can't, can't stress this highly enough. It's just opinions. Just opinions. Not, not facts. <laughs> All right, seven facts. 997 moves on through. Let's go to the next one then. It is Orange Juice from Love Keeps Kicking versus Minnie was a preteen arsonist. Also from Love Keeps Kicking. It's a doubleheader again. What you got? I, so we've already touched on the more liberal use of the acoustic guitar across Love Keeps Kicking. Mm-hmm. And it works so well for this song. Uh, this song being, should name it, I've written it down as a note, not an actual thought. It works so well for, well, hang on, no, let me, let me, I'll describe it and then you can tell me which song I'm referring to. Okay. Uh, I really like the acoustic guitar's presence on this track because it's almost got a softer kind of country feel to it, which somehow suits. It's got a nice sort of like slide guitar kind of thing in the background. You'd be talking Some about really nice the, textures. Mini was Take a pre-exist, is what you'll be. No, I'm not. I'm actually talking about orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, mean, I was going to get to the next with the next feature. You would have gotten it uh, saying that there's a bit at the end which you can't beat. It's got a good da 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 like one of them. It's one of my. F- it's one of my favourite jumpy little rhythms, and they stuck it right at the end of Orange Juice, and I think it's great. Don't they? Don't both of these songs have a prominent slide guitar feature? Pretty sure they do. Well, this is actually what I wrote for Mini was a preteen arsonist. I said same but different, ten percent less of a hit to me <laughs> <laughs> because they're very similar. The two yeah. tracks are very similar, but I heard Orange Juice first. Oh, there you go. I, I wrote um, for Orange Juice, whoever can stick in a metaphor about coastal erosion in referring to a, a relationship breaking down should definitely go through. Yeah. I mean, that's like some death metal lyricism, you know? Some, and, of, the, some of the metaphors in, this, in, in Love Keeps Kicking are unparalleled by any band. I love a good metaphor. I love it. Um, Orange Juice is the one that is just slightly better. Not by a lot, just slightly. Who knows? Had I listened to them in a different order, had the random list generator chucked them up in the opposite order, maybe I'd be saying the same thing about uh, the other one whose name I've already forgotten, Mini Arsonist, The Fire Lady. But... Yeah, I would, I would agree. I think Orange Juice is the better song. Well, thank goodness for that. Um, for that. Well, there we have it. Orange Juice goes through. Orange Juice has gone through. Uh, next up, we have Do Whatever from the second album versus St. Paul's from... The second album. The second album mm. being Blisters in the Pit of My Heart from 2016. It's another album doubleheader. And it's another album doubleheader, but I think we've got to look big picture on this one. Because mm-hmm. we've got two from the same period of time, similar kind of topics. I don't know. But with Do Whatever, it's got some great haze it slows down into the choruses and speeds back up out of it love it when a band can do that effectively uh good solos it's solos plural they're not shy about sticking in two or three over the space of a song martha and i love i love that, I love that. 
hell of a flex. And then you got St. Paul's. It's a very chilled closer and it's nice, but that's what it is. It's a closer. It's, yeah. it's a kind of like, okay, and cool down. It's the cool down you do at the end of a long run, I assume. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd have to assume. And it's, I think, it very unlikely to be anyone's favorite track ever yeah. because it's, a, it's, 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 it's nice and relaxed, but it's mm-hmm. not like, okay, hell yeah, let's whack that on and get me psyched. So mm-hmm. to that end, do whatever is going to do better. <laughs> well, it's interesting. It's interesting that you are talking about big picture stuff here because, in reality, if I'm looking at big picture, the next matchup is Love Keeps Kicking versus So Sad, So Sad, and we we both know that Love Keeps Kicking is winning that round. So whoever yes. wins this round between Do Whatever versus St Paul's has to come up against Love Keeps Kicking, which mm. in reality is going to beat both of these songs. So for mm. me. I'm going to put do whatever through because you've so eloquently described it and I, I enjoy that. Thank you. And we will move straight on to the next round, which is Love Keeps Kicking from Loves Keep Kicking versus So Sad, So Sad. And we both know that Love Keeps Kicking is walking on through. It's my universal rule. We've got an eponymous album track up against another track. There's a reason that the album that So Sad, So Sad is from is not, the album is not called So Sad, So Sad and Love Keeps Kicking is from Love Keeps Kicking. <laughs> that's a very, that's a, that's a really messy sentence, but you it get is. the point. We get the point. Look, So Sad, it's got, it, it, it's an epic album closer. It's got everything that you want from an album closer. It's got some piano, it's got some half time, big guitar solo, harmonized gang vocal, really great stuff. Love Keeps Kicking though, is the better song. So I'm not even going to let you discuss it anymore. We know where we're going with it. It's going through. Well done, Love Keeps Okay, cool. There it goes. Okay, yeah, Love Keeps Kicking, kick its way through to the next round. So let's bring it home with the final four. We've got Chekhov's Hangnail up against Brutalism by the River, Arrhythmia. Hmm. Now... I like uh, I like the hang now. I like it. Mm. It's a good song. I like that there's uh, an I. Well, I don't know if it's ironic. I listened to it and thought it was ironic. There's a line in there that goes, "Well, I've never been good at poetry," which I'd argue that Martha are really, really good at poetry, but mm. in a more modern and relatable format, being through the medium of great music. Um, I think Chekhov's Hang Now is a great song. Um, there's the line, when it rains, it really fucking pours. I think a lot of us, a lot of us here in the UK can relate to that. Uh, and I think it's just one of those songs that a room full of people buzzing to see Martha would be really into. And for me, it's the better of the two songs. I mean, it's got a good, uh, well, how have I written it down? Na, 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 na. It's got oh, a good yeah. one of them in it. Love that. Uh, and it's it's a classic case. Again, a lot of the lyrics pass me by on this one because I only had the one listen, but uh, it's a classic case of ticking all the boxes of the things you want to hear from Martha and the things they do very well. Mm-hmm. Speeding up, slowing down, guitar solos, good harmonies, fun chorus, singable stuff, good energy. As you've pointed out, a cool kind of raining, pouring poetry stuff. It's great. I put I put the the best thing about brutalism by the river is that there's a really nice organ that comes in for the last chorus. It really lifts it up. 
but it takes until the last chorus to get to that kind of lift. So it's a little less immediate. And I'm looking for a quick fix. You're looking for something immediate. So what you're saying is that brutalism isn't going through. I've got to be brutal about brutalism. It's not going through. <laughs> it's not going through. So that means Chekhov's hangnail is going on through and hanging on for another round. By a nail. <laughs> uh, that leaves us with the last pairing. We have the only letter that you kept from Love Keeps Kicking versus Cosmic Misery from Courting Strong. Two ends of the spectrum. The, the opener of the first album versus the closer of the latest album. And the only thing I've written down for these two songs combined is that the only yes. letter that you've kept has some strong E17 Christmas song vibes about it. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's a nod to how well the harmonies are. So neither. Yeah. <laughs> I'm unsure. I'm unsure. These are, these are two songs that I'm indifferent about. I think, um, I think or if, you were to, if you were to yank my arm and pull it, I'd say Cosmic Misery is probably a more fun song. And that's well, what it's, it's about. It's, it's interesting that you say that because I, I think that Cosmic Misery would be right at home on any of the albums. It's a great opener. It's a great mission statement for a band. I think that this song walks so that other songs can run. Oh, okay. So that's the note I made for that one. I said, I said, killer opener, tells you everything you need to know about the band, ticks all the boxes. For the only letter that you kept, I said, another lovely closer. <laughs> is it their best song? No. It's indecisive. It's indecisive. When you, when you really boil it down to its component parts like that, it is a lovely closer. Yeah. Does, now you've pointed it out. <laughs> have some kind of E17 stay another day type vibes. However, <laughs> not in a way that immediately puts it at the top for me. No, no. I think that, you know, as we've established, looking at the bracket that this one's going to be going into, it's going to be going up against Love Keeps Kicking at some point. So yeah. almost, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. <laughs> it, does, it doesn't really matter. So <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say Cosmic Misery because it's the one that I put down as maybe. Let's do Cosmic Misery because it's, it's by and large a better song. And there you have it, everyone. You've got through round one. Okay, so we are coming into the second round. We have a lot of good songs left over. Let me, uh, Oscar, just run through the songs that are left for us here. So yeah, the songs we have remaining in this wonderful list of the wonderful rock and roll quartet Martha from Durham, UK, are The Void, Goldman's Detective Agency, Ice Cream and Sunscreen, Dust, Juice, Bones and Hair, Gin and Listerine, Heart is Healing, Sight for Sore Eyes, Precarious, parentheses, Supermarket Song, Bubble in My Bloodstream, WrestleMania 8, 1997, Passing in the Hallway, Orange Juice, Do Whatever, Love Keeps Kicking, Chekhov's Hangnail and Cosmic Misery. Mm. What a collection. What a collection. Uh, I just want to take this moment to say the ones that go through to the next round will be entering into a playlist which I will be putting on the BSM, uh, Spotify, and Apple Music accounts, and it will be known as Brackets Headliner Sets from 
Martha is the first one. So we've got some we've got a we've got a headline set to make, Oscar. Oh. Well, thank goodness we're here and we're both so equally well informed as to the situation. Uh, I'm very excited <laughs> to put together a dream playlist to a band I have never seen play live. <laughs> Well, I'm just thinking eight songs is a bit of a cop-out for a headline set, but that's that's fine. Maybe I'll put well, this map. Eight songs is a bit of a cop-out for a headline set, particularly when the band playing them won't be playing them for any longer than about two and a half minutes apiece. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into it. First matchup, we have The Void from Love Keeps Kicking versus Goldman's Detective Agency from Blisters in the Pit of My Heart. Here we go. Purely based on the end section of the void, Mm -hmm. that end repeat goes into a low bit, into a higher bit, and it keeps the energy up. That's what I keep coming back to. It feels triumphant. That's the word I I usually use a lot on podcasts, and I haven't used prior to that just now on Mm -hmm. this one. It's the best word for it. It's triumphant. I love it. For me, it's the void. Yeah. Uh, interesting that you were talking about the final third. I think the final third of uh, Goldman's Detective Agency is really strong as well. There's the half time, there's that driving guitar. Earlier in the song, they do this, but they, they there's sort of like there's vocals over it as well at that point. And I think by the end of it, it's just focusing on the uh, on on the musical elements. But you are correct that uh, the void is, in my opinion, as well. Uh, the best song. I also come back to that that part um, where you've got the call and response vocals. It's it's so good. That ending is is so so good. Um, great time. Yeah. Great time. It's it's very good. So I think that's easy enough to say that the void moves on through. Uh, next up, what do we have? We have ice cream and sunscreen. Mm-hmm. The the smash hit song, apparently. Uh, up against dust, juice, bones, and hair. Mmm. Still doesn't sound good. <laughs> no, I was going to say, thought the name would be easier to say. It doesn't. It gets harder, if anything, because you know what's coming. Um, yeah, I, I think that... Look, they're not my numbers, but the numbers don't lie. Like, ice cream and sunscreen is, is a huge hit. Mm-hmm. I think it's the first time we've ever had uh, a song on this on any of the podcasts that we've done with brackets be so heavily in favour for it. But I do think "Ice Cream and Sunscreen" is a very good song. It's uh, it's bleak and sad, but it does feel like it's uh, sort of like a an odyssey, like halfway through where the band kicks in. I mean, I don't think we can we cannot love that song. It's got the, yeah. it's got the album title, Blisters in the Pit of My Heart, come up in that song. I mean, indeed, it's got, it's got a bunch of repeated lyrics and builds and grows and there's dynamics all over it. It is the heavyweight of that album. Um, and I do think it is better than Dust, Juice, Bones and Hair, just for the fact that Ice Cream and Sunscreen is two things that I would much rather be enjoying. I would rather eat sunscreen than eat bones. <laughs> or hair or dust even I don't want to eat any of those things there you go with ice cream and sunscreen half of that is palatable as food <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, if anyone wants to argue for dust, juice, bones, and hair, I'll leave you five seconds. I didn't think anyone was going to call me there kicking that one up. So ice cream and sunscreen for me is moving forward. Yeah, well, uh, lovely stuff. Can't argue with that. Can't argue with that. What's next on the docket? Next on the docket, we have gin and Listerine, something that I would never order at the bar, uh, versus Heart is Healing from Love Keeps Kicking. Tricky. Is it? It's tricky because Heart is Healing is is clearly better and I want to give it a fair a fair fight. That's the trickiness. It's, uh, you know, sometimes that's the way www.randomgenerator.org slash Martha appears. Yeah, no, I think Heart is Healing is, it makes me feel better inside mm. my heart uh, than Spring does. Both yeah. The beverage and the auditory output. I can't, I can't disagree with you on that one. Uh, as I said before, Heart is Healing, big fan of that song. It's great. Out, it's the best album opener they've got. Uh, yeah. Even I'm not even going to bring up the acoustic guitar. It's just it's just great. So Heart's Healing. It's a nice feature that's not right at the front. Yeah, Heart's Healing. You're going on through. Uh, next up, we have Sight for Sore Eyes up against Precarious or the Supermarket Song. Mm. Two songs that I feel are lucky to be in this round. Mm, yeah two songs I don't envision going past this round but one of them is one of them has to that's the format and if it's going to be anything that goes through I'd personally rather it's the one about the supermarket I'm not going to lie with you I think just for the fun nature of the song uh, and the lyrical content I do actually think I prefer the supermarket song Uh, the melody lines they get stuck in my head and it's fun and yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be fun. Hey, it's going to go up against Heart is Healing next round, and <laughs> that will be a short contest, so we might as well give it its time in the sun. <laughs> Maybe it can get some ice cream and sunscreen. Very nice. Um, moving on. Yeah, thank, <laughs> yeah. you. thank you, everyone. Cheers. Darius goes through. The supermarket song goes through. Hooray. Yeah. Good for you. Next up. <laughs> Next up, we have Bubble in My Bloodstream, great song, versus WrestleMania 8, very good song. Mm. Mm. I feel, I, I, again, I feel that Bubble in My Bloodstream would have easily beat um, Sight for Sore Eyes, and I think it would have easily beaten uh, Precarious Supermarket Song, but unfortunately, it has found itself out of it if this was World Cup, it would be you know it's it's England versus Brazil in two thousand and two, and we're all we're all unhappy about it. But we just got to go up, have a bloody good go, and it's 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 not good enough because WrestleMania is a bloody great song. It's a bloody great song. <laughs> WrestleMania is a thing that I so rarely get the chance to think about in my day to day, and yeah. this gives me an opportunity to do so, and I love it. When I was fifteen, we watched WrestleMania, and did wrestling in the lounge and I got pile drived into the floor and got a concussion. It was a great night. <laughs> I mean, it's also, the song has an amazing structure and it's got a very singable, uh, singable chorus 
there's a there's a, there's a tiny guitar solo in there. Um, Nobody one. Yeah, and I mean anything that um, rhymes the two words hyper and Ronnie Piper. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Very good stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I I'm right there with you. WrestleMania is the clear. An absolute victor, but bubbling my bloodstream. Well, I didn't care for you that much personally, so I'm glad you're going. <laughs> oh God, Hyper and Ronnie Piper. Right, what have we got next? Next we up, got- we have 1997 passing in the hallway up against Orange Juice. So, 997 from Court and Strong, 2014. Orange Juice from Left Keeps Kick in 2019. Tricky. I think, for me, as someone that very much enjoys the in-betweeners opening theme feel of 1997, <laughs> that's the one that jumps out at me. In 1997, I was four years old. Wow. I didn't care about anything. Everything was easy there. Everything was was simple. I didn't think I'd even, you know, begun to contemplate my mortality at that point. Mm-hmm. Much easier. Orange juice. Now it's an essential thing that I have to drink to get vitamin C so I don't die. You are basing these songs off all kinds of <laughs> all kinds of uh, things. Well, like, look, this is what happens when you don't have too much to draw from because you've only really started listening to it. I'm basing it in very literal things that I can, I, I know a lot about. I'm a fan of both of these songs. Um, do I see either one of these songs winning? No. Do I see one of them having a better chance in the next round? Sure. Uh, in 1997, I was six and I also drink orange juice. So tell me which one you think I'm picking to go through, Oscar. I think you're going to choose 1997. Pause for dramatic effects. Correct. That is going to go through based on the song and nothing to do with GCS. The year. No, the year. Good year. 97, good year. Uh, Good song. GCSE sucked. And I like it. It's a good song. It's a good one. Hell yeah. Well, then onwards and upwards to Do Whatever and Love Keeps Kicking. not really do whatever is it really that much. <laughs> it's, really, it's really not there are some of like we always find that there's some songs like we've had it with every single bracket where there are some songs that will just not get a hard ride until they're in like the semi-finals and yeah. love keeps kicking is gonna be one of those ones i think it's gonna keep on it's gonna roll it, it, it's five nil like it's it's that much of a battering it's that much of a winner it's just, when you when you write an absolute slammer, yeah, that's the that's the price that you pay, or that's the risk you accumulate. I don't know. There's something that it happens with it, but it's very good. That's the end result here. Yeah, there's a, couple things, there's a couple things in this. I don't know if you I don't know if you noticed in this song, but there is a harmonized guitar solo in this song. That song. Oh, of course, I, of course, I noticed the harmonized Thin Lizzy ass guitar solo. It was hilarious. It was great. So if you people have the courage to write harmonized, so if you people have the courage to write guitar solos in as great a number as Martha do anyway, yeah. even fewer yeah. have the courage to record it and then go more, but on yeah. top. 
<laughs> like, that's just a bold strategy and I'm here for it. It's very obvious that we are big fans of Love Keeps Kicking and do whatever. Thanks for coming. Um, you were lucky to get here. You are still still fun and you still have a good presence in the Martha discography. Thank you very much for coming. Unfortunately, this will be the end for you. Love Keeps Kicking, welcome to the next round. What do we have for the last section, the last bracket of this round? For the last bracket, for the last section, for the last part of this round, we have Chekhov's Hangnail versus Cosmic Misery. Hmm. Okay. A good fair pairing, I would say. Yeah. That is, there is a fair, is a fair one. That one's far less of a cut and dry matchup. Um, to the extent where I'm not like highly in favor of either one. And I know that's an unhelpful characteristic <laughs> as a co-host of a show which hinges on opinion, but I don't have one at this exact moment in time and I'm sorry. Um, I would say that it's uh, Chekhov's Hangnail. I think it's a better song. I think it's a more put together song. I think there's a lot more fun in it. I think there's a lot more uh, like witty narrative. There's better lyrics. Um, there's, I mean, there's uh, a- I've just I've just reconsulted my notes. It ends with a no, 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 yeah, yeah. Like obviously that's going to win. Sorry, <laughs> I I misspoke earlier when I said I didn't have an opinion. My opinion is no, 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 yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. There, there we go. There you go. Job done. There's also the line, it might seem that we've lost the battle, but if no one wins the war, then why keep score? That Bloody great, like, come on. You, you're saying, you're starting off by saying you're not good at poetry and then you're coming in with shit like that. Come on. Yeah. I don't know if it was, I don't know if they were doing it ironically, but Martha, you're good at poetry. Chekhov's hangnail goes through. That's the end of that round. That's the end of that round. We're, we're steaming through these in a way which is very pleasant to me. Well, as always, we get the first, the first lot is the hardest rounds and then it gets to the point where we've almost spoken in depth about each song. So when it gets to the latter rounds, it kind of just sort of falls out of us which songs we like the most. Yeah, and I think with Martha as well, because a lot of it sits in a similar audio space, when something is really good, it stands out. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right, so we are back with the quarterfinals. Um, songs we have left. Just going to run through the running order. We have The Void, Ice Cream and Sunscreen, Heart is Healing, Precarious, The Supermarket Song, WrestleMania 8, 997 Passing in the Hallway, Love Keeps Kicking, mm. and Chekhov's Hangnail. So that is, by my estimates... We've got one song left from Courting Strong. We have three songs from Blister in the Pit of My Heart, and we have four songs from Love Keeps Kicking. So that seems like there's a narrative here. It's uh, certainly no coincidence, but this tends to be when you're a band and you write music for a while, often... And to get better. Sometimes it gets worse. Sometimes it gets nothing. Sometimes it stays the same, but often it gets better. Often it does. Well, with that in mind, let's go right into it. The first quarterfinal, we have The Void from Love Keeps Kicking versus Mm -hmm. Ice Cream and Sunscreen. 
So we have uh, The Numbers Don't Lie versus the song We Both Love A Lot. Yeah, I mean, I think that we've we've already touched on a very Martha, quote-unquote, sounding song. And of the two of them, The Void is more of a Martha-sounding song, I would say, all the way through. It's a bigger burst of energy. It's got more of the direct structure that you know and love whereas ice cream sunscreen is a nice little builder Mm -hmm. and a lot of people like it that much is 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 just fact yeah people who don't like it as much are both on this call making the decision so what do you think of that (laughs) look i think uh ice cream and sunscreen is is a clear fan favorite but for me, I think the mo- the moment I first heard the uh, the latest album "Love Keeps Kicking" when it first dropped into my inbox in a via private SoundCloud link, um, it has stuck with me ever since. And I think "The Void" is probably the best Martha song ever written. It's just really, really good, and I I don't see much competition in this in this bracket. I don't see much competition in from "Ice Cream and Sunscreen." And I think a lot of people might be upset by that, but that is the kind of guy I am. No, and basing it on my own experience, limited as it may be, fact of the matter is, as someone that, for the format of the other podcast where people have talked about Martha, you've got to have a Martha song that intros and outros the episode. And just going through the first couple of results on YouTube to get audio from, The Void was the one that jumped out of me from the off without knowing which album it was from without knowing other stuff I went oh like that that's good like, that's a good way to open and a good way to close just from an editing perspective but actually from a listening perspective equally very good opening very good closing very good middle that's all the sections and they're all good what do you want what, what do you want huh the void that's what I want give me the void throw me into it stare into the void and let it stare back at me become the okay. void Become one with the glorious void and let it transport you to round two of the quarterfinals. We have Heart is Healing versus Precarious Supermarket Song. (laughs) How much further can the supermarket song go? That is the real. It's gone so far, but I think its journey ends here. I think its journey ends here. I think it does end here. I think we know why. You know why. Everyone knows why. No one's going to question us on that. No, it's got to be the supermarket song. Unless you are Jonathan Sainsbury, you're probably not that connected to the concept of supermarkets that you would ever say that one's got to go through over heart is healing. That's just, yeah. it's, it's unrealistic. Yeah. I, I don't think, I don't think anyone can argue with this. Even the fans of the supermarket song have to sort of like understand that. Heart is Healing is an absolute rager. And that's, and we all love it for that. And I actually, think, I actually think this quarterfinals might be some of the, the most biased and one sided quarterfinals we've ever seen because I'm going to predict the next winners. And, I, and I, I'm pretty sure it's going to go WrestleMania 8 and Love Keeps Kicking. Should we just jump ahead to them? Because I completely agree. (laughs) I mean, I completely agree. And I think that this isn't a, it's not so much of like a, okay, we're copying out. This is simple. The fact of the matter is Martha's style of songwriting, Martha's style of like presentation of the music. It's very to the point. Yeah. It's very, it's very like immediate, like one, two, three, four, here we go. Straight up rock band. Like, I love that. 
And to that end, you can tell, you know, pretty easily within a couple of seconds of thinking about a song, this one is here on the sliding scale. This one is here on sliding scale. For those who can't see, I'm putting hands at different heights. But um, yeah, I think looking at these all lined up, it's WrestleMania 8 and it's Love Keeps Kicking. That's the next two. That's the way this goes. Yeah. So the semi-finals then, with that regard, is first up we have The Void versus Heart is Healing. And then second up we have WrestleMania 8 versus Love Keeps Kicking. Now this, this is where it gets spicy. Very spicy. Spicy indeed. Really level tracks. Really like equal footing, equal weight, equal power and girth and gumption. And, and power. Loving these words. Great description words. For I'm, not happy about, I'm not thrilled about girth. I might edit that one out, but... <laughs> All right, so first up we have The Void versus Heart is Healing. Heart is Healing, great. as we've said, it's a great way to open up the album. Um, it, it's, it's great. It's got everything that you want. Um, but they've also they've also dialed back and toned in a lot of the stuff that you've enjoyed from previous albums. Uh, in comparison to other Muff songs, I think I think Heart's Healing really does all of the back catalogue justice and sort of adds all of the things that they've taken from the first two albums and everything they've learned from from this third album. Put it into one song. That being said, with the Void it's a really bloody good song as well. And still in my mindset, it rocks. It's got absolutely the most tasteful backing vocals. Great verse, great chorus, great lead guitar line. Still sticking out to me that, that middle eight. Really yeah, it's yeah. over the edge for me that bit. And I think that the, from an arrangement perspective, it manages to toe the line of feeling like a significant shift up mm. without losing what identifies them if you heard Martha in a playlist without hearing the vocals come in, you would know it was Martha. Mm-hmm. Across all three albums, to be honest, and that's hard to do. There's a really consistent sound that all of their material has. There's a really consistent approach to intros, outros, etc. that all their songs have. And The Void has that plus, like just a little like extra. I would yeah. say, and it, it, it does, it, and that works in the song's favor rather than to its detriment. So I, I think that for me, when you line them two, the two up, it's like neck and neck, really. But the void brings ever so slightly more, ever so slightly. Yeah, I think the void really does push. Yeah, I think I think I am really pushed over the edge by the void. I think. That that adds so much. There's a there's so much more dynamics in that song. There's so like the inter the, the backing vocal interplay. It feels like they've tested themselves on that song, and I think mm-hmm. it's very very good for me. The void goes through. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Wonderful. I just want to say, like, this is probably the hardest semi-finals we've ever had out of the however many episodes we've done out of the seven episodes we've done. Because it speaks to the consistency. Yeah. More than anything else. Yeah. You know, as easily as it is, as easy as it is to go, well, this one's clearly the better out of that in round one and round two. When you get to here, they're all so good. Mm. They're all so on a level that, yeah, it's, it's a very tough decision to make. But thank goodness we've got 
two experts to do it. And uh, <laughs> someone after that, whose opinions have been formed in a mere three hours. That's how good they are versus yeah, yeah. someone who worked on the album. We have been recording this long enough. It's been at least four hours now. Thank you very much. And by, right. the time I'm done, by the time I'm done editing, might even be five. Who knows? Wow. Could be six if I'm if I'm really feeling, you know. <laughs> You're really that's good. a quarter of a day, Connor. Imagine <laughs> that. And time is money. So let's get on to that second semi-final, which is WrestleMania 8 versus Love Keeps Kicking. The title track of the album versus a very fond memory of wrestling. It's a difficult one because my line is always, there's a reason the album's not called WrestleMania 8. Mm. There's a reason the album is called Love Keeps Kicking. Um, They're both very level in energy and personality and instrumentation and production, all that kind of stuff. But there's something about, there's there's just something about Love Keeps Kicking that has given it that, boost off the starting block when it comes when it's come against all the other ones so far mm. and it continues to do so for this one it's just got that it's got that wow factor it's got that it's got that africa by toto factor it's got that <laughs> i it's you hear it the first time and you go that's a hit it is a hit i feel that the same i feel exactly the same way about wrestlemania 8 though to be honest with you i think both mm. first of all i just want to take the a minute to say that both these songs have two of my favorite Martha lines, the WrestleMania line in question being the rhyming between Hyper and Ronnie Piper. Uh, that, is, uh, that is undeniably good. Wonderful. Uh, and Love Keeps Kicking there is a line about trying to mosh to Hewlett and the news. And in a song where you put Hugh Lewis in the news, I don't know what's going to be it, but... I'm I'm leaning towards WrestleMania. I'll be honest with you because it does what Love Keeps Kicking does in about half the time. It gets you there. It picks you up. It throws you around. It's it rhymes hyper with Ronnie Piper. Talks about a snooker snooker room as well. There's some absolutely swashbuckling bouncing bass lines in it, and then it spits you out at the end, and you go fuck me. It's only it's not even two minutes long. I was on the fence and then you described one of the bass lines as swashbuckling and <laughs> that's the nuclear option, isn't it? What kind of an idiot would I be if I didn't give it to the swashbuckling one? And if we look at the numbers at time of recording, WrestleMania has a whole 17,000 plays more, which is quite a lot. It's far more plays than my project has, for instance. Uh, so... It's 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 difficult to deny, um, and like you say, it does get in and out. Says all it needs to say in a fraction of the time, which cannot be denied. Um, plus, yeah, like you say, hyper and Pi- hyper and Ronnie Piper, very strong. A swashbuckling baseline, which <laughs> is absolutely something I'm going to lift and put into one of my next press releases, regardless of how pr- appropriate it is, because that's just too good a line not to use. Very well done. Thank you. The plays, the length, and yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm breaking, I'm breaking it down to say, would who would win in a fight, Ronnie oh, well, or Huey Lewis in the news? And well, Ronnie, on. Ronnie Piper's on it. Ronnie Piper's on his own. Huey Lewis has got the news with him. Well, I think Ronnie Piper will probably beat up Huey and the news. 
as oh, he is yeah. a Canadian former wrestle pro. Yeah, no one from Huey Lewis in the news, I think, has ever spent any time in the ring on the top rope. So you're, prob- you're probably right. I don't, I don't back too many of them to be able to administer effective DDTs. So perhaps, perhaps it's written. WrestleMania, WrestleMania may well be the one. It, it goes on through with, a, with an effective tap out because love love keeps kicking the the dignity to know when it's being beaten. It was not knocked out. It was a hard-fought battle. But WrestleMania 8 goes through to the final, and that makes the final, the Grand Slam at WrestleMania. (laughs) WrestleMania 8 versus The Void. Both from Love Keeps Kicking 2019 edition. Big hits, big hitter, big album, big Big songs, big... Full stop. It's it's just the 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 weight, the heft, the, the the power behind this is truly breathtaking. Yeah, one is long and the other is quite short. There you go. That's my thoughts. And those are the only bits of criticism <coughs> that we can offer to it. Uh, yeah. How how long exactly is the void? The Void is uh, it is three minutes twelve, and WrestleMania Eight is one minute forty eight. Now I can listen to WrestleMania Eight one and a half times. Before... That, being, that being said, I don't think The Void is too long. I think The Void is perfect. Whereas I oh, think yeah. WrestleMania is. I don't even think it's too short. I think it's a very no. good length, but it always leaves me wanting more. That's what you want. That is what you want, and That's The Void. I get to the end of it and I go, God, that is a re- that's a really good song. And I move on to the next one. You move on to the next one. I'm, I tell you what, I'm far less likely to get to the end of it and play it again. I mean, we're, we've, we've said a lot about both these songs. And yeah. I think most people listening will be able to determine and understand that we both, we both like these songs a lot. Are we going to say, though, are we actually going to say that the winner of Martha's Bracket is the shortest song they've ever written? That would be a pretty good... That would be a pretty good conclusion, don't you think? <laughs> the shortest song from the most recent body of work, that's... But it's not... We're not saying it's the best song because it's the shortest. We're not, not choosing it because of the length. It just happens to be that it's gotten so far based on its urgency, it's getting get out and saying everything it needs to say in a fraction of the time that the average song length, which is still pretty short when you line it up against a lot of the other acts we work with. Yeah. My thought isn't, oh, no, we can't do that. My thought is it probably deserves it. So give it, yeah. it deserves it. Give it, let's give it to it. Yeah, I, I think it's WrestleMania. I think that clean, clean clip. I think that WrestleMania Eight is Martha's best song. <laughs> I too agree that I think that you think WrestleMania Eight is Martha's best song, and to that I also agree that WrestleMania Eight, out of these two songs, is the best song Martha have written. And I think what's really interesting is that it wasn't even on my mind when I sat down and listened that it would get to this point and it would have, it would have worked its way up. But in the gladiatorial combat arena style of elimination we've worked on, that's what's happened. 
There it is. WrestleMania 8 has beaten everything in its path. <laughs> and it's the best song Martha have. You heard it here first. Well done, Martha. You, the shortest song you wrote is the best song you ever wrote. <laughs> Make your next 10 track albums 10 minute long. <laughs> and then we'll and, and we'll see. And then, and, then, and then you'll get instant number one. That leaves us just to say thanks for listening. Thanks for getting to this bit. If you played along, I'm sure you will tell us on the internet why we've got something wrong. Your favorite song was knocked out in the first round. Um, the song that they haven't even written is your favorite song. How could we omit this obscure seven inch? Um, and uh, yeah, well, just tell us what we should, uh, who we should um, put into this bracket format next. Always my favorite part is being told that we went too quickly or got it completely wrong early on, which therefore sabotaged the whole rest of the experiment. Yeah. Because let me let you in on a secret. We're doing it on purpose. This is all a, this is all a great scam. It's a great swindle. It's not at all. It's, too, it's just two people with opinions. And yeah. we really appreciate everyone tuning in, chiming in, and uh, giving their opinions too, because it's all a bit of fun. It's all a bit of fun. So, yeah, thanks for being with us, and we will see you again soon. Looking forward to it already. 